On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast with Valentine's Day this week, a love letter of sorts to the game of baseball from us, and we continue our 1-9 through Academy profiles with the Prairie Baseball Academy in Lethbridge. Welcome to another edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I am Joe McFarland, and this week we are going to talk all things that we love about the great game of baseball. And joining over the phone happens to be my co-conspirator in Alberta Dugout Stories, his name Ian Wilson. Ian, thanks for joining us on the phone. Thank you for having me, as always. You're the one that came up with this idea in the first place. So, I'm going to ask you the very basic question, what do you love most about the game of baseball? tough to pinpoint it to one or two things, but, uh, there's, yeah, there's so many. And, um, you know, when you look outside your window, I know you're in a basement studio, so you can't, I can still but see I will give you an update. It's cold <laughs> outside. It is freaking freezing outside and it has been for the last week or two. It probably will be for the next week. But we get news today that um, pitchers and catchers are starting to report this week for spring training in baseball. And when you live in a winter country like we do, there is nothing more comforting than knowing that spring will happen at some point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when it does, it will eventually bloom into summer. And when those months happen, we will have baseball. We'll have the crack of the bat. We'll have that beautiful sound of the ball uh, thumping into the gloves. And uh, honestly, just being outside, being outdoors, and the thought of that warm sun hitting you as you uh, you, you drink a nice cold beverage of your choice. Um, Is there really any better, uh, you know, spectator event that, that you can have than that? What I love about the uh, the winter is that the creativity runs wild, and I don't know if you've seen the video, Ian, of uh, the ice rink that is on top of a ball diamond and the infielder taking grounders on skates. I think that has been something that everybody has been uh, sharing quite widely, and I think even you piped in on Twitter on that one. Yeah, I, I did see that. I think it was out of Michigan, and I was like, yeah, that could be anywhere in Canada right now. And <laughs> Meanwhile, in Alberta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's. Uh, I think we can all relate to that, although, uh, I, you know, even with that, I don't think I wanted to be out there taking ground balls on the ice like that. That was a little extreme, but you got to have fun with it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pitch, like you said, pitchers and catchers reporting this week, and before you know it, full spring training is going to be underway in Major League Baseball. But we've also got some baseball that is starting to fire up. Uh, college-wise, we have down in the states a few teams have already started playing. This week, I know, is pretty big on a lot of ske- uh, on a lot of calendars as well. And before we know it, the college uh, baseball season here in Canada is going to start. I know we have. Prairie Baseball Academy, as well as the UFC Dinos team and the new Edmonton entry starting as well. So like you said, before you know it, spring is right around the corner. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, CCBC, uh, that's the, the league you were just uh, mentioning, uh, kicks in. And then uh, then not long after that, we've got uh, WCBL action. And, um, you know, one of the things that you and I were, were discussing uh, before before you hit record was, uh, you know, just the the 
one thing, one of the things I love about uh, the game of baseball as it relates to Alberta is just the history of the game. You know, the, the first uh, first game that I, I think I can find a record of being played in the province is 1875 in Fort McLeod. So that that's we're approaching 150 years of baseball history, and, and of course that culminated with Pioneer League in Alberta, which uh, you know we we were lucky enough to have uh, a Blue Jays affiliate for for 25 plus uh, seasons uh, in Medicine Hat, uh, Lethbridge Mounties, uh, Calgary had the Expos, and I believe the Cardinals as well briefly for a season, uh, and then after that, uh, going to the Pacific Coast League and Edmonton Trappers and Calgary Cannons, um, again blessing us with some very high caliber baseball uh, for for decades, and uh, you know we got to see recently Edgar Martinez going to the uh, um, National Baseball Hall of Fame and, and be the first Calgary Cannon to do that. And uh, you know last week uh, we saw Ryan Dempster named to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, and uh, he had spent some brief but important time in Calgary as well with the Cannons. And uh, you know, and you and I, when we talk to people, you hear a lot about, yeah, well, I wish we had affiliated ball. I wish we had, you know, Indie League ball or the Vipers or we had the, the Cracker Cats or, you know, the, you know, kind of that assumption that that was uh, the be-all, end-all of, of good baseball. And one of the things I love now is the more you... Uh, go to these uh, Western Canadian Baseball League games and, and other games around the province, you see that there's tons of talent here and there's tons of great baseball um, to be seen here. And uh, so usually when people lament that there's no affiliated baseball, uh, I like to just tell them, you know what, you you go down to Okotoks, you go to uh, uh, Athletic Park in Medicine Hat, you go in Lethbridge, you go to the games that are there and check them out, get to know some of the storylines, some of the players. It's a really good product. And uh, if you really want affiliated ball and independent ball to return, you better support what's there to start with because it is uh, it's, it's something that's really special and really good and we've seen some some talent come through here. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with the changing dynamics of this province is you're seeing a lot more people leaning towards sports like baseball or even soccer for that matter because A, of the dynamics, but B, you look at the cost of getting into hockey, you look at the concussion issue around football and, and a lot of parents are sitting there going, I want a different option. And I think that's what the draw of baseball has become now and why that's this sport has become so popular uh, in Alberta and why you're seeing so many academies doing well and you start to see so many more products coming out of this province that are doing really well. And I mean, all you need to do is look at some of the ratings ahead of the 2019 MLB draft and what is it, five out of the top 14 or 15 prospects nationwide are hailing from this province and a couple of others who are not from this province but train here. So, I mean, that's a pretty substantial portion just in terms of you know young high school talent, and then that talent is going to come back at some point to maybe play college ball with the dogs or the bulls or whatever the case may be, and that again it becomes that cyclical thing where all of a sudden it gets a little bit of notoriety, and then people are showing up. And I mean, it was really really cool to go to, and, and I know you can speak to this when you went to Edmonton for their the prospects banquet last year, but I went to the dogs banquet uh, a couple of weeks ago, 
and just the excitement in the air around going to the ballpark again, going and being able to take part in something that they consider to be very special. I mean, that ballpark is filled every single summer night. There is something to behold with the sport and whether it's the the Western Canadian Baseball League or I mean we'll be talking a little bit about a little bit about Powerline Baseball before you know it and the Sunburst League and there's a lot of different ball leagues and ball academies and ball uh, to be had here in this province. Yeah, and and it's funny that you mentioned those those kind of gala. We're in that gala season where uh, it's a lot of fundraising dinners and banquets for um teams and, and academies, and uh, we've kind of got to know the academies a lot during our recent one through nine uh, profiles, and um, yeah, I did go last year to the uh, the Prospects uh, Banquet, and again, that, that was a freezing cold night, too, so we're talking, talking about how you get that, uh, you know, that dichotomy of that freezing cold weather and it being February. But you also get that hope of, uh, of of warmer weather in baseball and getting to talk baseball and uh, speak with these athletes that, uh, and coaches that uh, just know their craft so well. And uh, it's another thing to be thankful for is uh, the great training and coaching uh, and mentorship that that is available here. Uh, it's it's just one thing that uh, that makes me really excited about uh, the, the sport now, but also the future of, of baseball in Alberta. Another thing that I really love about this sport is the ongoing debates. And I know we have the, after Tom Brady goes and wins another Super Bowl, as everybody's talking about, you know, whether he's the greatest athlete of all time or whether he's the greatest of all time as a quarterback or whatever the case may be. The discussion point that was had over this past weekend that you decided to chime in on, and I was kind of wondering if you had been into the uh, the spiced rum or whatever the case may have been, is was Derek Jeter overrated? And I mean, I love the, the debates, whether it's speeding up the game, which is a, a very real discussion being had. You have the debate over whether or not to make the DH a part of the NL as well. You have all these different... Uh, debates going on even even as we go into the 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 pitchers and catchers and eventually spring training is what is going on with all of the guys who have not been signed yet whether it's Bryce Harper Manny Machado all these great names and no contracts to be had yet so certainly no shortage of debates to be had when it comes to this sport definitely not and one thing I, I like about baseball debates is that the context seems a little more I don't know it seems a little more um, it's not just your typical sports debate. Uh, it's not just, is this player the best player of all time or is this player the best player of all time? And uh, who's going to win X trophy this year? Like, And there's nothing wrong with those debates. Those are, those are fine. We've all kind of had them as sports fans. But uh, I, I love, you know, getting, getting into a good uh, DH debate. And we saw a lot of that with, uh, with Edgar Martinez mm-hmm. uh, being a candidate for the Hall of Fame and, and him kind of being uh, penalized for some portion of his uh, eligibility, uh, largely in part to the fact that he was a designated hitter, which is a, a position and has been a position in baseball for decades, dating back to the 70s. So, um, you know, I, you know, and I, you know, I come out on the DH where I, I kind of like it how it is, how you have one league that's like, nope, uh, you gotta, if you're a pitcher, you're gonna hit, and but uh, in the other league, you can, you can watch the, the DH 
kind of do their thing. And uh, the steroid debates and Pete Rose, all those are just like there's all kinds of uh, context and, and great. I like I've had uh, I've got passionate opinions about those, but I have disagreed strongly with some people on that. But you can always kind of see the other side of that debate. And one one that we saw last season. Um, with the uh, Western Major Baseball League was uh, the uh, baseball park dimensions. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw that come up in Brooks when Riley McDonald broke the uh, home run record. And, you know, it it definitely was reminiscent of Yankee Stadium and and the size of that uh you know that short porch and things like that and even though that uh, the, the the pitching mound to the the plate that's always 60 feet six inches and uh the difference uh, you know the the um uh, measurements between the bases is always kind of the same you do get that differing size in ballparks and it is uh, it makes for for good debate you know larry walker is another Hall of Fame one that's coming up with, uh, oh, well, he got, uh, you know, he benefited from playing in Colorado. And I'm like, well, all right, fine. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but it is, it makes it fun. It makes it interesting. And, and yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of joking last night about Derek Jeter and uh, whether he's overrated. And I would say slightly, yeah, he is. He's a great ball player. But, um, you know, if you break down some of the numbers and the fact that he, was always protect, protected in that lineup and played on some great teams. I think you can make a, a case that uh, there's a, a little bit of uh, overratedness to his game. But, yeah, that doesn't mean he's not uh, one heck of a, a ball player. And, um, you know, and the shift thing is another uh, length of the game that uh, you've, uh, you've brought up. One of the things I love about baseball is there is no clock. You, you uh, cannot kind of run out the game. It's one thing that is unique to the sport. Uh, so every time they kind of come up with something to speed up the game, I, I do cringe a bit. But uh, that that's just me. So I just like to be able to see them stop having to go to the uh, the mound every single batter to change pitchers. That's the one thing that I think drives the time up just a little bit. Is you have these reliever specialists to come in, face one batter, and then they're out. And it's I get it. I mean, it's part of the yeah. strategy of the game, but at the same time, there's something to be said about pace of play. And and again, when you're when you're hovering over three hours long. That being said, I also saw an interesting tweet saying that the speed of the game actually hasn't increased much over the last decade or two. And so it's just a matter of the perception, right? And so, do you change something just based off the perception? Or do you change it based off the fact that maybe the game isn't as popular with those who enjoy speedy games? I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I know one, uh, one discussion that came up was just the fact that there are too many TV timeouts, as an example, right? Like you got your every half inning, you have two and a half minutes or three minutes worth of uh, TV commercial break. That's certainly weighing in on. That's probably part of the reason why the game is slower than it was 50 years ago. But again. That's what pays the piper at the end of the day is the the dollars and cents. So, I mean, you can have this discussion for eons and you've got to be able to, uh, I I think, appreciate all sides. Yeah, that's what makes it fun, right? You want to, you know, some of these debates, you uh, kind of know some of your your friends, what their opinions are on them. And sometimes you like revisiting that and uh, seeing if the opinions have changed or not. And 
um, you know, with with the length of the games, uh, you know, I always kind of look at at playoffs. Does it bother you in the playoffs? Uh, how long the games are? And usually, my answer is is no. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to tear into those uh, debates, and, and uh, especially they they do usually go go better over a pint uh, and in you know face to face rather than over Twitter. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the the fun aspects of the game for sure. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to look a little bit ahead to uh, the spring that is coming up for not only baseball here in this province, but also in terms of what Alberta Dugout Stories has in store. What we're going to do next is we're going to go to our latest one through nine. It's all about the Prairie Baseball Academy in the province of South. I caught up with Todd Hupka recently. This is Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Let's start off talking about the beginnings of PBA and who dreamed it up? Where did it come from? And how long has it been going on? And, and that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it started in the early 90s. Uh, a guy by uh, the name of Doug Jones kind of was the the pursuer of, of a college program um, uh, in uh, in Alberta or, you know, Western Canada. And, and uh, you know, he started to mention it to a, a few other people, uh, Dale Tillman and uh, who was a scout at the time, and Reed Spencer, who was a scout at the time, and they're actually it was they were just at a ball game, and you know Doug brought it up and started talking, and um, back then Coach Kubasek was a scout with the the Cleveland Indians, and uh, he heard them talking, you know, about maybe starting up a program. So um, you know they they started talking about it, and uh, the next weekend they all kind of met up again at a at another ballpark and the the talk continued and um you know two years later pba was created it's funny how a connection can lead to a connection which can lead to a connection and that seems to be one of the the maybe the mantras i guess of this program is it based off of the the longevity of it is that it's be able it's been able to uh create a bit of an identity on it of its own uh in a market that isn't uh big on college baseball it doesn't have that massive following that maybe uh some other areas do yeah you know what like i i, I think that uh canada is, is is starving for baseball or was at the time and you know there was a lot of you know a lot of elite players back in the eighties that, you know, that, uh, didn't end up going anywhere just because of the, um, you know, because of where the region where they were from and, and, you know, it was a great idea and, you know, Lethbridge is probably the only place that, you know, it could be created east of the Rockies just because of our, our Chinooks and everything. And, you know, we've, we've had a, a number of talented kids come through here that, you know, without Prairie baseball would have never had the opportunity to, to continue their baseball dreams. So, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind run here in the last 24 years. And, you know, it's our 25th year next year, big anniversary. And, uh, hopefully we keep going in the right direction. Talk a little about some of that talent. I mean, an Andrew case comes to mind, obviously, and a Lars Davis comes to mind, but give us a, a little bit of, uh, some of the highlights, I guess, that you've come across over your years and, certainly throughout the the course of the last 24 years mm, lots of highlights holy moly <laughs> um you know just the you know from the baseball aspect of it the you know the kids that go on from our program 
you know, to professional baseball. You know, there's a there's a pretty long list now of, of those kids, and you know, you always remember them because you know we are it is baseball. But you know, the other one that I'm proud of too is all the kids that have moved on from our program, whether it's you know to Division One, Division Two, NAI, or Division Three. It's awesome to see those kids, you know, after they're done their careers in baseball and start, you know, their own careers and whatever that is. And, um, you know, the list just keeps getting bigger and bigger of what Prairie Baseball Academy, you know, has done for those kids. And, um, you know, the, the highlights, I guess, are, you know, any of the kids that get drafted into Major League Baseball, you know, watching those kids put on a Team Canada jersey or, um, you know, I remember Shane Dawson throwing in Montreal a couple of years ago with the big league team. And, uh, you know, Andrew Case was there last year when Vladdy hit the walk-off home run, you know, seeing him running out of the dugout. Like, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, Lars Davis coaching at University of Florida now. He was just down at our banquet this last weekend and, you know, had a great message to our players and, and all the people that attended. And, you know, it just shows what PBA has done for, you know, a lot of people in this country. Yeah, and the other thing, too, that I always take away from these conversations around the academies, whether they be at the high school level or the college level, is the ability to connect with the community and give back in that way. Talk about the the community and the ability to uh, connect on a baseball level and to provide that level of entertainment and, and the buy-in that the community has. Yeah, you know, both institutions down here, the college and university, have been, you know, big supporters of the Prairie Baseball Academy. And, you know, through our, our scholarship program and the help that they do in that department, along with all the local businesses and, and you know, and just individuals, too, that, you know, PBA just keeps growing. And, you know, that the help from the community without the, the support of Lethbridge, the community, it's, you know, it wouldn't be where it's at today. You know, a big shout out to the city of Lethbridge, too, for what they do for us. You know, they got us off the ground and built this beautiful ballpark for us, Lloyd Nolan Yard. And uh, without their help and direction, it's, you know, we'd, uh, we wouldn't be where we're at today. Without this ballpark, PBA would not have the success that, that it has. So, um, yeah, the support of the community has been huge. And, you know, all the way down from in baseball, the Little League people in baseball, all the way up to, you know, the the business professional people of the community it's been awesome walk us through a typical day for one of your athletes well it's you know they're full-time students at either the university or the college and you know so their their day start in the morning you know we we try to tell the kids to get done their classes by one o'clock in the afternoon so um you know they can get over to the academy here and uh you know, get some early work in and then practice for varsity in the springtime starts at 2.30 and, and goes till around 4.30 and then with conditioning after that, to, you know, around 5.30, 6 o'clock. You know, and a lot of these kids too, we run camps throughout the the week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and these kids are, you know, helping us out with these camps too, assisting the young little leaguers in our community to uh, develop and get better too. So, you know, it's a, I tell them when I recruit them, it's you're, you know, you're, you're here to get an education and, and you're here to play baseball and your social life is, you know, somewhere way back in the, you know, the afterthought. And, you know, the kids that take that approach are the ones that are successful in our, in our baseball academy here. 
one of the things, having known you over the last few uh, years, feels like forever, but uh, obviously with the family connections we have, but even beyond that is... Uh, I remember uh, chatting with you at Athletic Park in Medicine Hat as you were coaching the Bulls, I believe, at the time. You've obviously had a, a major stamp on the baseball community in Southern Alberta, and I wonder from your standpoint, what does it mean to you to be able to give back and to be able to be a part of uh, the, the PBA and be a part of just the, the overall Southern Alberta baseball landscape? Yeah, Joe, geez, I think that was the first year I coached the Bulls. We had a, a conversation there in behind the grandstands. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. That was almost a decade ago now. Oh, it's more than a decade there. Oh, don't say Joe. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm I'm gray in the in the beard and on top now too. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's uh, you know I I feel that Prairie baseball here in Lethbridge and. And in southern Alberta, all the small communities around it, like we've, you know, the the Little League teams here, whether it's minors or majors or intermediate or, or junior, you know, have have flourished here, and especially in the last nine years where, you know, the, you know, the major team has, has basically every year won provincials and moved on to a, a national championship. And, you know, we've had four teams here represent Canada in World Series, and um, you know, without Prairie Baseball, do I do I think Lethbridge would be where it's at today with uh, with the youth baseball? I, I don't think so. And you know, and that's hats off to the you know the whole staff of Prairie Baseball Academy, and also you know the Little League to get behind us and and help develop these kids into um, you know premier young baseball players. And um, you know, I, I can't see that stopping either. I, I just think the the growth of baseball in Southern Alberta, with you know all the other academies too, it's just going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what your definition of success is for PBA. Uh, good question. I think success. You know, there's there's a whole bunch of different ways you can approach that, but you know, for academics, for sure. You know kids moving on getting their degrees that's probably the number one success out of our program is these kids um you know becoming uh professionals in any you know whatever field that they you know they choose as they move on um you know that's a big success to us i that's something that we're very proud of and i think that you know the work ethic that they the kids when they come here you know they think they know what they're gonna that's what's going to be expected of them but when they show up in September here as a freshman and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're a little overwhelmed the first couple of weeks and the amount of work that they have to put into the academics and the baseball. And, you know, I, I think we just breed a, a, an individual that, you know, is going to be successful. They, you know, it's kind of the, we kind of give them no choice. You know, it's, uh, it's been that way since coach Kubasek started this program. Uh, 24 years ago and and we just keep building on it you know success winning championships that's very important too winning breeds winners and you know whether it's on the baseball field or in their uh, fields that they choose and you know I I think we do a great job of of creating um, you know that winning atmosphere in both sport and business so 
Todd, uh, always a pleasure to be able to reconnect with you and uh, always great to chat a little bit about baseball. So uh, thanks so much for the time and the insight into PBA. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Anytime. This is looking like a pretty awesome spring and summer here in Alberta when it comes to baseball, but it's also looking like it's going to be pretty awesome spring and summer when it comes to Alberta dugout stories. Ian Wilson joining us on the podcast this week as we talk a little bit about what we love about baseball because it is, of course, the, uh, the Valentine's Day. I was about to say Thanksgiving. That always works out well. The Valentine's <laughs> Day week and everybody's talking about love, love being in the air. I would just like it if this crispiness got out of the air and if we could actually start seeing a little, some sort of semblance of spring. Ian, what are you looking forward to, or what have you loved so far, maybe, about what we've done with Alberta Dugout Stories? Loved almost all of it. It's been great uh, connecting with so many people in the uh, baseball community in Alberta, you know, across the province. Uh, And just we've had fantastic feedback which almost makes me nervous in a way which is <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird like you'd think it'd be good to get get hear some praise as as frequently as we do but uh, i think that's the old journalist in you where you're you you get a little uh, uh you know it seems too good to be true at times but mm. uh no and just yeah like the, the people that we've been able to interview we've had uh you know i don't think i can even count on two fingers any negative experiences that we've had in uh in doing interviews and and uh encountering people uh you know i think the only downside is we have so many stories to tell we can't get to them all but that's that's part of the fun fun as well but uh no and it's just you know i i feel with alberta dugout stories that uh we are um uh shining a spotlight on uh some some stories, some athletes, coaches, teams, uh, programs that uh, wouldn't necessarily have that in the mainstream media, and uh, it's it's nice to be a part of that and 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 doing that for some deserving uh, people and and programs and teams. Without a doubt, one of the things that I've really loved is just the interaction, not with just the players and the coaches and the programs, but also the fans. I've I found that. The ba- the odd baseball fan. Once you they are able to put that face to the name, they go oh. And even at the the dogs banquet a couple weekends ago, just meeting a couple of uh, a few people that were I had no idea were into the baseball scene who were oh you're behind this right. And the like you said the the feedback has been phenomenal from that standpoint. And being able to give again that that spotlight has been uh, has been phenomenal. The other part that I'm really looking forward to this spring and summer is this will be the first spring and summer where we have a podcast attached to Alberta Dugout Stories as well. So whether or not we increase the frequency of this or if we just keep it on a weekly basis is still up for discussion. I mean, I I don't know how much free time I'm going to have in the next little while. Uh, I've got a wedding to pay for and that kind of thing to, to worry about. And that's that's first and foremost on my mind. But certainly during the summer, we might be uh, able to reopen that discussion. And I, I think the other thing, too, is looking ahead to the summer is just continuing to work with all the different programs and all the different teams to uh, to bring some of the stories that we haven't been able to bring over the last couple of years. I mean, even we've talked about uh, Powerline and Sunburst and some of the other leagues and even talking about some of the, the smaller leagues. One of the things that I've thought about is what if we took a road trip around this province and, and took photos and talked to people who were involved in 
you know, midget baseball or bantam or novice or any of the other levels that are, or I guess they've all changed names now, you know, the, the 12 U and 15 U and all the different programs on that front. And not only that, but maybe shed some light on some of the things that are happening with some of the major tournaments that are coming through this province province as well. I mean, there's just no shortage of things for us to talk about. No, and I, you, you don't have to do much convincing to uh, talk me into a road trip. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm down with that, especially one that's, that has a diamond at the end of it. I, I, that sounds like a, a good, good time to me. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's just so much to look forward to as well. Like at the major league level, you know, I want to, I got one of my wishes this, this past year, seeing Edgar get, uh, inducted uh, or or named to the hall of fame he's got his induction coming up this this summer uh mike soroka we get to see what uh, what he's got in store for us which is super exciting you know he's mm-hmm. he's going to be in the mix for that fifth rotation spot in atlanta so really looking forward to that and maybe hopefully getting people together and watching uh some braves games on TV and and again just talking baseball with them and and seeing how Mike does so that's a bit of a rallying thing as well that's that's pretty exciting absolutely on that note we're going to wrap this episode of Alberta Dugout Stories the podcast up Uh, again a big thanks to Ian Wilson for joining us a big thanks to uh, Todd Hubka over at Prairie Baseball Academy for joining us for the latest one through nine if you have a story idea that you'd like to see us shed some light on by all means drop us an email Alberta Dugout Stories at gmail.com is a place to go there. You can also check us out on any of the social media platforms. As I always say during the course of these podcasts, if you don't mind, head on over to wherever you get your favorite podcasts and give us a rating and review because doing that will help spread the word about Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Ian, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast and uh, looking forward to uh, texting you a little bit more. Yeah, and we've got slow pitch season coming up too, which on a personal level, that's baseball at our speed, and I can't wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best time of year for sure. I think May 1st is our opening day, so might have to include that as part of our coverage on the podcast. Uh, Again, thanks to Ian, thanks to Todd, and thanks to you for listening. This has been another edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast.